You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Welcome one and welcome all to the Pimp Cron Warhammer Podcast, episode 84 of this show. Can you believe we've been that long on this show? I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for being Patreon subscribers and uh, supporting the show. What are we talking about tonight? Well, we have a letter that is from Rob, and he wants to discuss a little bit of politics and religion, but uh, 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 it's not exactly what you think. I'm not going to cover it until we get to that segment. Also, I have a uh, trivia, a 40k trivia that is true and made up. So some of it's true. Some of it's made up, in case you didn't already pick up on that. We also have a want that or want that not with a canoness. So I want to start off by saying, this is a topsy-turvy world we live in, right? There's tons of stuff going on. We all know what's going on. There is no reason for me to bring it up here. So just enjoy it this time without any mention of anything that's going on in the outside world. Just chill out, you know, tune in, drop out, whatever that phrase is. I can't even remember the phrase. tune in and tune in and drop out something something like that just listen to the podcast and hopefully you know takes your worries away for a little while i know it does for me and what have i been up to today or this week what have i been up to this week well let me think you know i've been really struck with some hobby add here's an issue that i've been dealing with I just picked up my Seraphim book, my Lizardmen book, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to start playing Lizardmen again. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, I also picked up my Orc Codex for 40k, which I have not ever bought the new Orc Codex, not in the last year. So I said, you know what, I'm ready to play Orcs again. So I grabbed that book, and I grabbed my Lizardmen book from the store, and I'm like, man, I want to start working on Orcs again. I'm going to go ahead and make some Orcs and build some Orcs and paint some Orcs. Oh man, I really want the seraphim. The seraphim look really cool. Okay, well let me let me paint some seraphim and whatnot. And then randomly I got interested in Hallow Heart for Cities of Sigmar. So I was like, okay, cool. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna just paint some Cities of Sigmar stuff. I got these models I've had for a while and I'm just gonna go ahead and paint them. And then I got caught up in a brutality war band where I'm building my um my uh prostitute assassins. So it's just it's weird because I'm having a, I'm really really struggling to keep up with any one thing. Oh, in the last week also I got really excited about Stormcast randomly, and uh, this is might be the worst I've ever had the hobby ADD. I don't understand why. Maybe it's you know things going on or whatever, but it's just I start one project and I get bored with it and I instantly. Well, no, I can't say that I'm getting bored with any of these projects. It's what it is, is I'm getting excited about too many different projects at the same time. That's what's bothering me. And, um, you know, the minute that I get excited about A, then I start getting excited about B and C. And then I'm getting frustrated while I'm doing A because I'm like, oh, man, I really want to get to B and C. It's just, you know, I mean, first world problems, clearly. This is definitely a first world problem. But it has never struck me so fiercely as it has recently, and I'm not sure why. But luckily, I got plenty of stuff to paint and assemble and things like that, so I can pick and choose. The um, I do have the Battle Force for Stormcast, which I've been eyeing too, for the um, the Vanguard squads or whatever, and the guys on Paladors and all that. So I've I've never touched that box. I bought it a while ago and never assembled or painted it. So now I'm doing that. Oh, and another time. <laughs> 
in, this, in these last couple days. Another day, I decided to break out three ballistas from the Soul Wars boxes. I've mentioned before that I bought several of those. And I have three ballistas in crews. So I assembled the three ballistas, and I primed them, and I based them. And I just did not paint them yet. So... I'm just leaving a trail of just unfinished projects behind me as I'm going from one flighty topic to another. So, don't know what that's all about. Anyway, well, thanks for listening to the Pimpcron Warhammer podcast, and let's get on with the other segments, shall we? Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. We have a Tesseract mailbox from a friend named Rob, friend of the show, that is. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, man, I have to thank you for never getting into politics or religion with your show. I'm not certain whether or not I would agree with you on your views, and that's because I don't generally think you share your views on these things. I have to tell you that I get so sick of the crap on the TV and the never-ending arguments. At least I know when I turn on your show that I won't have to brace myself for your next rant against this or that. I stopped listening to a Warhammer show recently because they just ended up being too political. Not that they were campaigning, but they would put in these things here and there and I have had enough of this. Especially being an election year, I am at the end of the rope with these topics and wanted to thank you for keeping it out of your podcast. Later man, stay safe out there. Your dude, Rob. Well, thank you for writing in, Rob. That was at pimpcron at gmail.com. You can also write in at facebook.com slash pimpcron. And yes, I completely agree with you. That was the point from the very beginning. I, too, have heard some shows, Warhammer and otherwise, get a little too political, and it gets under my skin so bad. This is should be a safe place for us to uh, enjoy the hobby. And I do not like when people get, you know... I don't like when people give me their opinions, especially when, no, I'm not saying I'm a celebrity by any uh, stretch, but when you are somebody that some people listen to, whether it be like an Instagram influencer or any of that bullshit that I hate, the there is the urge to be like, oh, well, my opinion clearly is the correct opinion, regardless of whether it's left, right, you know, religious, atheist, whatever. Oh, my opinion's definitely right, and the more people that I can tell about my opinion, then they will follow me because I'm so cool and I'm so smart and I somehow figured it out that X, Y, or Z is better than A, B, C, D. So I am seriously irritated when celebrities like movie stars and actual celebrities, people that people know, they, you know, do all these ads and things about these different topics and even... You know, half the time I agree with their with whatever they're saying on TV. I'm just like, shut up. Nobody cares about your opinion. Just because this person is an actor or a musician or a movie star or whatever, just because they have this platform or this notoriety does not mean that any of us give a crap about what they say. I do not like it. Um, so I just... I almost feel like it's an abuse of their position in society. You know, they have a chance for people to listen to them, and their opinion is no different from anybody else's. I mean, it's it, it's just an opinion. And a lot of these people, when you start looking into their personal life, they are like the last people that you should probably be taking advice from. So just, you know, not to mention all the times the celebrities, 
you'll see quotes and things on online from like a celebrity and uh i guarantee you the celebrity didn't even say that you know they'll take uh i can't remember his name he's the he's a really good looking older guy he's got real white hair and he's got the mustache and uh there's always these memes like you're a special kind of stupid aren't you boy that whatever his name is and um you know they put these these quotes in front of his picture or whatever and i'm like you know what, I don't even know how he is politically or religiously or whatever, but I'm certain he probably didn't even say that. Maybe he did, but you know how that goes. So I just want the podcast to be a place that is safe so that you can enjoy the hobby and you don't have to listen to all the bullcrap that you listen to the rest of the week and the rest of your life. Just come here and chill and we'll talk about the hobby and we're not going to judge you. We're going to have a couple jokes, and that's it. That's it. That's what a good friend would be, honestly. This podcast should be like a good friend. We don't give you our opinion, unless it's about something trivial, like, oh, the Gaskell model, blah, 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 okay? We can give you opinions on that stuff because it ultimately doesn't matter, and it's not going to ostracize any of the audience. It's not going to make anybody mad. Well, uh, I guess I take that back, yeah. It will make some people mad, potentially, but oh, well. Thank you, uh, Rob, for listening to the podcast, and thank you for noticing that we try to keep that out of the podcast. But now that we're talking politics, you know, one candidate that I think should run for president. No, I'm just kidding. All right, see ya. Want that or want that not? Welcome to another edition of Want That or Want That Not. Today we are covering the new canonists for... Sisters of Battle, or Adeptus Sororitas for 40k. Well, this one has gotten a lot of flack because the poster version of this, the poster child for this model, is a strange-looking head on here. Um, it kind of looks like Terry Crews in a Sisters of Battle wig. It is not their best mo sculpt that they've done so far, for certain. The actual model looks really, really cool. And the extra, you know, they've got the way the sisters always go with that kind of Catholic look to them. They've got these neat things that are stretched over their shoulder pads. And they've got these big leather gloves and, you know, a smock and and all that. It's really cool. The canonist is exactly what you'd expect. It's really good detail, just like all the Games Workshop models have been. They're always, you know, improving themselves over and over again. But... The interesting thing to to this model in particular is that I don't think people realize that there are multiple different parts that come with it, and there's multiple different ways to build it, which is actually pretty, pretty cool. So if you don't like the Terry Crews head, you can definitely like some of the others. So this being a um, monopose model, I honestly thought that it was just that. It was Terry Crews, and it was the... Terry Crews with the Null Rod and the Condemner Bolt Gun, which, you know, the, the Null Rod looks pretty cool. It's like the Inquisition symbol on a stick, and the Condemner Bolt Gun looks pretty neat. It almost looks like a, a crossbow or something, but it's pretty cool. And uh, that version of the model also has like this, um, I think it's Florida Lease is what it's called, the sister symbol behind her head. So all that looks really neat. The head itself, don't care for at all. It looks goofy. Even if it was supposed to be male or supposed to be female, it's just not a good sculpt. It just isn't. 
So, luckily for you, there are at least two other sculpts that come with it, and I think maybe a third sculpt, it's hard to tell. Because if you check the website, this promotional picture that I have put up here, they've got the Terry Crews one with the Null Rod and the Condemner Bolt gun. They've got the hooded one that is the Brazier of Holy Fire, as they're holding this like torch, and it comes with a plasma pistol. And it has the same uh, Florida symbol behind the head. Then there's a third version with an Inferno pistol and a chainsword, and there's a halo behind the head and a helmet, like a lot of the, um, I don't know what units use it, but the, the helmets that the sisters have. When they're not, you know, helmetless, they have that helmet. So these two versions of the heads look really cool, and of course all the weapons look cool. So I specifically like the Brazier of Holy Fire. That's pretty cool looking. Um... Now, of course, the bodies are all in the same pose. It's just a head and two arm swaps. But still, seems really cool. Now, they have another version of that that has a bolt pistol and a power sword and a fourth head, which is just a... It doesn't... Honestly, it doesn't even look like a sister of battle. And this is the question in my mind on whether or not this is the way it's supposed to be. This head looks like... Any old soccer mom. Honestly, it's just a soccer mom. She does, you know, yoga. She probably does a spin class. She's She doesn't even have the... She very, very vaguely has the Sisters of Battle haircut with the bangs and the... I don't even know what you call it. Bobbed hair? I think that's what it is. She has like a really jagged cut bobbed haircut and her hair's not even white in the picture. It's like a light blonde. So I don't know what is going on with her, but it seems that you do get this head with the Sisters of Battle, but honestly, I'm not a fan of the Terry Crews head, and I'm not a fan of the Soccer Mom head. If I were to pick one of them, I would go with probably the helmet, but the hooded helm, the hooded hat looks pretty cool too. So all in all, I think, um, yes, I see confirmation now that it does come with four heads, Soccer Mom, Terry Crews, Headed, and Helmet. Soccer Mom and, and Terry Crews I could completely do without, but the other two versions are really nice, actually. And I love that it comes with all the different, you know, options for this model, because it is a commander for the Adeptus of Sororitas, and just like the Captain or the Chapter Master set for Space Marines, comes with a Power Claw and a Lightning Claw and a Chain Sword and a Power Sword and a blah 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 blah, this comes with all those options, too. My only regret is that it's only one pose, but it's a pretty cool pose. So there's only so much you can say for that. As for the price, $35. I am not a fan of $35 for a single model, but arguably you only need one of these. You could do two if you'd like. And uh, it's it's a pretty cool model. I, I enjoy it. I like this all-new aesthetic for the Sisters of Battle. I think they've done a really good job with it. Just leave Terry Crews at home and leave Soccer Mom, uh, we'll call her Karen. Leave Karen at home and you've got a deal for me. $35, a little pricey, but that would be a want that for me, ultimately. I do not play Sisters of Battle, but I can definitely appreciate this army and these new models because GW has done a great job with all of it, I think. So that is a want that for me. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pimp Cron. 
Hey everybody, it's Real Talk with the Pimpcron, and today we are discussing 23 trivia facts about Warhammer that you did not know, and I think you will enjoy them. It is close enough to April Fool's that uh, this will hopefully work. Some of this is true, actually. Some of it may be less than factual, we will say. How about that? Did you know that Tau noses are in their mouths? Well, at least their olfactory organs are. Bad breath must be a real bad experience for the Tau. That's why they have little slits in their face. Did you know that Sisters of Battle earn 79% of what Space Marines earn? If anybody mentions the wage gap, they are immediately thrown into the wage gap. That is a giant hole in the ground. White Dwarf Magazine was originally a newsletter called Owl and Weasel and ran for 25 issues before becoming White Dwarf. Bruce Willis is really a dark Eldar Archon, that's why he doesn't age and has a GW miniature that looks just like him. The Bible says it is easier to fit a camel through the eye of a needle than to clean flash off of a metal model without cutting thyself. The only reason why squats were discontinued is because nobody in the studio liked them or could figure out what direction to take the army. It had been claimed several times that the studio only takes up a project if someone likes the codex enough to work on it, and that is why they got squatted. From what I've read, they were too much like Imperial Guard, yet not Imperial Guard, to be their own faction, so they were just completely wiped out. Wilfred Brimley is the inspiration for the a Bulgren Sergeant. I think it's called a Bonehead. In a misguided effort to bring in a younger, hipper crowd of customers. They had to pay him 11 cents for every Bulgren kit sold. Mm, that's sad. Games Workshop started out as a wooden board game maker for games such as Backgammon and Mancala. Mancala. The divorce rate in the U.S. is now 50%. Studies show that 35% of these divorces are from spouses calculating the cost of Warhammer. The renowned Amble from 40k lore is almost entirely subterranean, and despite its huge size, it can tunnel through soft rock with ease to hunt its prey. As long as planetary governors pay their tithe of troops and or supplies to the Imperium, they can literally rule their planet in any way they see fit, if they do not tithe, the Imperium executes him or her, and they will find a new planetary governor. So you can imagine, you know, the president of Earth, essentially. Uh, can you imagine how um, powerful that person would be to be the planetary governor? Eldar Poop Odorless Crystals. Games Workshop took the liberty of making it official that Eldar's shit doesn't stink. If Games Workshop raises prices just one more time, it will be cheaper to mold them out of authentic human flesh than the plastic they're made from. The Bell of Lost Souls is a giant bell on Terra that rings when mankind's mightiest heroes fall. It can be heard across most of Terra when it rings, and everyone must take shelter or be killed by the sound. It is said that the Emperor even hears when it rings and sheds a single tear. Now that's crazy. You got a big ass bell in your city that you ring and it's so loud that people like basically combust or they um they explode when it rings. That is a crazy ass bell and seems counterproductive. If people are able to actually explode when this bell rings, what's it doing to your structures and your buildings? I don't know. Sometimes 40k doesn't make any sense. In 2015, the US House and Senate unanimously voted 
that Eldar players are a threat to national security and should be stopped by any means necessary. Vice President Biden, being an Eldar player, had President Obama veto it. The Sensei are the biological sons of the Emperor who are sired before the creation of the Imperium. They are said to be immortal and sterile. They are said to be thousands of them, and they cannot harness or be affected by psychic powers. Cities with the highest theft rates also have the highest ratio of Games Workshop stores. Coincidence? I think not. The PC game Warcraft was nearly a Warhammer fantasy game, but they couldn't come to an agreement, and the developer wanted to retain creative control. That is why the game seems to be visually inspired by Warhammer Fantasy. Years ago, before we got an actual Sisters of Battle codex, it was leaked that while they were developing the codex, there was a special rule for that army. Every fourth week of the month, all Sisters of Battle armies gain rage and preferred enemy special rules against Space Marines. Orcs don't grow hair. Any orc you see with hair is wearing a hair squig that has pincers that clamp on the flush giving the appearance of hair growth. That's a pretty intense toupee. There is an aggressive form of toenail fungus in the 41st millennium that will turn your nails green, and the infected nails will yell cockney insults at you whenever you take off your socks. This is the internet. I'm sure you've heard of the Illuminati. They officially exist in the 40k universe as a secret society of humans that have survived being possessed by a, a warp entity, and even cast them out. Their job is to fight against chaos and find, groom, and protect the sensei. That is, until they sacrifice them to renew the emperor and make him a star child. Here's a little bit of little-known information about the chaos gods. How about that? Slanesh, the god of lust, greed, excess, pain, pleasure, perfection, and hedonism, is at the same time the god of happiness, pride, and motivation. Any desire to better oneself is to worship her. Anything that makes a person happy pays tribute to Slanesh. Hmm, that's interesting. What about Nurgle? He's the god of disease, decay, and destruction. But at the same time, he's a god of health, durability, and longevity. Remember, Nurgle worshippers don't die, they don't feel pain, nor... Do they lose their ability to function? He makes his subjects sick, but at the same time he makes them immune and immortal. What about Korn? The chaos god of anger, violence, and hate, but at the same time he is the god of honor, chivalry, and courage, determination, and strength. One cannot get angry without honor, one cannot resort to violence without courage, and one cannot hate something without determination. Then we have our old buddy Zinch, the god of change, the least chaotic of the chaos gods, is also the god of knowledge, wisdom, and curiosity. Nothing revolutionary can be done without paying tribute to him, and nothing can be changed without worshipping him. Why, you ask, they only focus on the negative emotions? Because they are stronger, and they give these gods the power necessary to survive in the warp. The warp is not solely controlled by these gods, it has a mind of its own, and if these gods lose enough power, the warp will subsume them like it consumed many others. So, they are desperate to keep the galaxy in constant anarchy to ensure they stay alive. This might be a mind-blower, but the Ultramarines were not always the poster boys, the very first chapter to be focused in on and to be the f poster boys for the Adeptus Astartes was actually the Crimson Fists. And Blood Angels and Black Templar both have had their time in the sun as well.
Did you know that the soul stones all Craftworld and Exodite Eldar carry on their person at all times are actually the tears of their captive goddess of healing, Aisha? Tell me if this is real or not. The very first named Inquisitor in Warhammer 40k was named Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau. There was, this was definitely before GW decided to start taking things seriously, before it got too grim and too dark. Adeptus Astartes Bolters are standard issue weapon of the Space Marines. However, do not mistake this behemoth of combat as a mere automatic rifle. The Bolter fires bolts, which are 6-inch long, diamond-tipped, armor-piercing, rocket-propelled grenades that fly at the same speed as a 50 caliber machine gun. Well, that's kind of weird. I guess 50 caliber machine guns don't fly, but I think I get what you, I think you get what you, just shut up, just shut up. In spite of the eternal war, the Imperium has a thriving internal tourist industry with entire planets comparable to five-star holiday resorts. These aren't places of pilgrimage. These are genuine resorts. Inevitably, at least three are now dead worlds, one having fallen to Tyranids, but they make a nice change from the grimdark. Unsurprisingly, there are also cemetery worlds. Hmm. I've also read somewhere that the Dark Eldar are actually the majority of the Eldar. This is likely the case because the Craftworld lot are the descendants of traders and various other spacefaring groups, whereas the Dark Eldar are those left behind. Arguably, the armies should be called Craftworld Eldar and Eldar. Perhaps this is why Games Workshop introduced names like Craftworld and Drukari. The Tal are often said to be nobody. This is true. They are nobody in the grand scheme of things. In fact, rulebooks have pointed out that even the entire minor Xenos threat combined, Tal, Dracolith, and Bargis, is just a waste of time as far as the Imperium is concerned. So the Tal is such a little threat to the Imperium that eh, they don't even care. Did you know you can hijack a Tyranid ship? Provided you have a viable bioweapon, such as the Obliterator Virus, you can take a Tyranid ship and use it for things like transporting Titans. This is what the Iron Warriors did in Storm of Iron. We've done way more than 23 today, but here's one last one that may be interesting to some of you. The Orcs are a biological weapon designed to wipe out the Necrons. Way before humanity, long before the rise and fall of the Eldar, the, al the galaxy was inhabited by a race known as the Old Ones. Not much is known about them, mostly because they were slaughtered quite a long time ago. However, some of their creations are common knowledge. Two such feats of engineering are the Webway, a sprawling galaxy-wide maze of passageways that the Eldar used to traverse the, the warp without getting annihilated by Slanesh, and everyone's favorite galaxy-consuming, war-cry-bellowing, junk-riding fungus. So, the way it went down was the Old Ones had established complete dominance over the galaxy. The Eldar naturally evolved where and were created by the Old Ones, and the two psychically gifted races were getting along quite well when suddenly the Necrontyr showed up with their gods slash slaves, the Satan. While the Necrons themselves were no match for the Old Ones, the Satan began absolutely decimating the ancient aliens, and so the world war in heaven began. The storm of emotions and souls from this first galaxy-wide conflict was what began corrupting the mostly harmless realm of souls and slowly turned it into the warp. 
the Eldar were more than matched by the Necrons with their shiny, indestructible living metal bodies. Ah, cha cha cha. And the old ones were losing numbers quick, so they decided to create a super weapon, a race of creatures created only to fight, capable of using their stupidity and crowd mentality to alter reality, a race of beings almost impossible to banish from a, war, a world once they made Planetfall. The Orcs. Unfortunately, in all their wisdom, the old ones forgot to add an off switch. And, uh,. I think that's it for the day. So, thank you for listening to the Pemcron Warhammer podcast, and stay safe out there, and I hope you enjoy the show. Toodaloo!